You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio, wherever you get your podcasts. So as you graduate and head out into the world, there's only one thing that you need to know. Hi, this is Jamie from Progressive. Yeah, I can talk now. Progressive protects you 24-7. So, tell me what happened. Oh, I'm sorry, Gene. Can you give me one second? Um, brush out for every meal. Congratulations and thank you. Sorry about that. I'm back. So tell me about this fender bender. Contact us 24-7 on the phone, online, or on the mobile app. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Covered subject to policy terms. Derek Jeter! This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to a Friday edition of the Yanks Go Yard Podcast. I'm Adam Weinrib alongside Thomas Carinante. A whole lot of viable major leaguers got cut on Wednesday night, and none of them were Gary Sanchez. So it's time to play a little game called Want em, Don't Want em with the Yankees roster. Folks, make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you do get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review. Leave us a mailbag question worth your review or a request to stop being called folks, and I will consider it. Uh, Thomas, a lot of roster movement going on this week, but not a lot of actual signings, meaning we have a lot of dudes floating around in the ether to talk about. And some of them are pretty good fits. A lot of floaters. Thought it would be more, to be honest. Kind of glad that we didn't see a huge exodus of these guys uh, getting thrown out in a free agency. It's still a record, um, as we were just talking about, 59 players uh, getting non-tendered. But a lot of fits, and if the Yankees are trying to be cost-effective, I mean, we're seeing they are trying to be cost-effective because their one non-tender move was Jonathan Holder, who was projected to make just about a million dollars this year. Um, Then there's got to be somebody else out there that they're willing to to pick up and toss into the bullpen or something of that variety. But I like these guys out here. I think some of them could be fits. I think some of them could be stretches, but nonetheless, there is a nice pool to choose from. And Brian Cashman's going to have his work cut out for him with the winter meetings coming up on Monday. Yes. So we are going to talk about mostly people who just got non-tendered this week. A few people who are sort of at the periphery of free agency and have been connected to the Yankees in the past few days. So lots of parsed out here, but let's start with uh, the first round of want them, don't want them with probably the name you've heard the most over the last couple of days. Uh, Kyle Schwarber, he's been a Brian Cashman favorite for like five years now. The Cubs decided they did not want his final year of arbitration eligibility. He is now just fully available for money alone. Uh, so Thomas, do you want him? Do you not want him? 
Um, I've always wanted Kyle Schwarber. However, we have Clint Frazier. So unless Clint Frazier is going somewhere else, I don't want Kyle Schwarber. Same type deal, sick bat, huge power, left, left, uh, left side of the plate, which would profile very nicely in Yankee Stadium. However, defensive liability, we already have Stanton sitting in the DH for the next 10 years, so I don't think there's any room for the guy. Um, I t- more importantly, this, this is a crime for, you know, the, the Cubs should be held accountable for this. He's, you know, 2019 career year, 38 bombs, 92 RBIs, 871 OPS. And then he has a crappy 60 game slate and you're going to cut him loose. Like, I think this is terrible, but I hope he lands somewhere else and just absolutely makes the Cubs wish that they had never done this. If he is, you know, if he strikes out a little bit less, he's like the dream AL East player. Like, a ton of power would be ridiculous at Yankee stadium. Um, you know, huge OBP gets on base, like a madman. The The problem is bad defense. The problem is he is a bad fourth outfielder fit. I would say I want him in a vacuum, but I want him on the 2018 Yankees more than I want him on the 2021 Yankees where we already know Giancarlo Stanton is going to be taking DHABs. Like he's such a perfect fit in this stadium he's not a perfect fit on this team yep. i get him being cut loose and him having no other options and you know as a fourth outfielder and all that stuff it's very enticing but you want your fourth outfielder to be more versatile you want your fourth outfielder to be able to play right or left at a moment's notice and kyle schwarber is more like a first baseman if they sign him he's like brian cashman's white whale they've wanted him forever if they sign him i'm not going to complain i'm just going to be a little confused about what the ultimate goal is because he, he, you know, there's, it's not easy to fit Kyle Schwarber into a lineup and it's easy to do it. If you have a DH and it's not that easy to do it. If you're trying to make him play left field with Clint Frazier or like if somebody gets hurt and Kyle Schwarber is the guy you rotate in your defense got worse and there it's like a round peg going into a square hole. So it's just, it's a weird thing. If they sign him, I would suspect that another move is coming. Okay. So let's talk about somebody who is a free agent and has been all off season, uh, but he's been recently rotated into the Yankees rumor mill. Uh, Corey Kluber came out midway through this week that the Yankees, Mets, and Red Sox were basically the most viable teams to sign Kluber to a bounce-back deal. Um, then some Spanish-language outlets started reporting the Yankees were closing in on a deal with Kluber, which felt... Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest-drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. Not correct, and then Jeff Passan came out and dunked on that, and so did Buster Olney. Apparently, it's going to take a while. I bet Kluber has to throw a showcase or something. Uh, But the Yankees are one of the three teams being mentioned. So I will pose this to you. Want him, don't want him, Corey Kluber. I kind of want him. Uh, Not a surefire want. I'd like to see him pitch first and see what's happening with his shoulder. Once again, a lot of issues for him the last few years. Broken forearm after taking that liner uh, two seasons ago. And then the Rangers thought they were getting themselves a steal in this trade. And then he ended up pitching, what, one game for them this year? One inning. (laughs) One inning, yeah. One inning for them. He goes down with a shoulder injury. That's it. Uh, The man is aging. He's not getting any younger. But as we were talking about, 
this Yankees team needs veterans. They need battle-tested guys who have been to the postseason, who have led rotations before. We talked about John Lester potentially being a nice fit for the back end of the rotation, guy who can eat innings, has experience, isn't really afraid of opposing lineups, and can be a mentor for the young guys. I think Kluber's potentially a really good fit. I don't think you jump the gun and sign him before you see what he's capable of, because I think that if it's between the Yankees, Mets, and Red Sox, I think Kluber is probably going to want to lean Yankees given their short-term outlook. So um, I would take him if the price is right and uh, if he's looking okay. Yeah, I think Kluber for me is a, is a want him, but I won't be upset if they don't get him. I yeah. think there is a there's a pretty large risk here, and there's a pretty good chance that at the end of the year you look back and go, that was the most pointless transaction of the entire season. But there is also a small chance that you look back and go, that made the difference in a championship run because nobody else wanted you know a very recent Cy Young winner basically for free. I guess the question is how much – is it going to, is it one year, 5 million? Is it a complete flyer or is it more like one year, 13, 14 million? Because we know in 2018, this was the best pitcher in the American league. So I think I don't, you know, if he goes to the Red Sox, I'll be poised to dump on the contract and talk about what an injury risk it was. I think there's a, a, a pretty nominal chance that this is a good signing for whoever makes the addition. I feel like the Red Sox are more desperate than we are because there are just so many pitching holes there behind Sale and Eduardo Rodriguez and Nate Evaldi. I feel like he's more likely to go there than he is here, but he's been connected to the Yankees more often than he's been connected to the Red Sox. The only Red Sox connection is the tenuous. He lives in the area, which like, so did Charlie Morton and he didn't go to Boston. Um, I I don't know. I, I lean he's more likely to be a Red Sox at this point, just because it feels like the kind of thing they have to do right now. But I want him, but I'll say goodbye if we don't get him. Now, moving on to another player who we have talked about a lot. So this could be a quick one, but he was connected to the Yankees for the first time in reality on Thursday by someone with more authority than us. The Yankees are talking to Michael Brantley. So it comes with a caveat. Uh, apparently, they, they cannot sign both Michael Brantley and DJ LeMayhew. So that is worth keeping in mind when you think about Michael Brantley. But do you want him in a vacuum? And then do you want him in reality? Yes and yes. I don't know why we can't sign him and DJ LeMahieu. How much money is Michael Brantley going to cost? Well, that's it. Yeah, that's the whole thing. He signed a two-year $32 million deal with the Houston Astros, obviously two years ago after his um, long stint in Cleveland. I don't foresee him breaking the bank again as he continues to get older. Um, But then again, I don't know what the fit is here because he's an outfielder. Is he the fourth outfielder or is he a guy you bring in because you know that judge and or Hicks is just going to get injured. And then you're going to have a guy like Brantley coming in and just being able to fill it out and produce like a maniac Um, obviously left-handed side of the plate, contact hitter, exactly what this team needs. I don't understand why we can't sign him and DJ. I think that'd be a very good top the lineup for us. Um, But again, like this is this, again, this is another two year too late scenario. Would I take him? Absolutely. Am I going to be disappointed that we don't sign him? No, because there's not really any room for him at the moment, unless you're, doing benching Clint Frazier or finding a ticker for Aaron Hicks's contract. And I don't think that either of those two things are going to happen. So intriguing would be happy, would be intrigued by his addition. It's kind of like DJ's addition, you know, two years ago, he didn't really have a starting role. The infield was full and then look what happened. So 
I think it it could be a good fit. Not going to be upset if it doesn't happen. The thing is, I, I am only upset that I'm already being told I can't have both him and LeMahieu because I obviously can. These are not two, you know, $180 million free agent additions. Um, and if you're defending Hal Steinbrenner saying that you you understand why we have to choose between these two things, you're basically just saying, I hope Hal Steinbrenner has enough money to finish his Cape Cod house with aluminum siding because it, it doesn't matter. Like, it, it's a nominal fee and you don't pay it as the fan. So if you're rooting for Hal Steinbrenner to pick and choose, then I don't know how you ended up so far on the wrong side of history and you need to reevaluate your life choices. If it comes down to Brantley or LeMahieu, 10 out of 10 times, LeMahieu, obviously, better fit. We've already seen it. But I can assure you, if they don't get Brantley, he's going to go somewhere very annoying. He's not leaving our lives. He's probably going to Toronto, a team that has had the same conversations we have. Uh, And he will, you know, it's one of those additions where – you know, you shrug it off if he doesn't choose you, but then it's an August game. Runners are on second and third with one out. You're up one. Michael Brantley's up against you, and you go, God, why didn't we just we he was in the he was in the cart and we decided not to check out. So I would understand not signing Michael Brantley. And it is hard to justify signing a player of his caliber to maybe be a fourth outfielder. But then again, it would be very frustrating to watch him on the other sideline yet again. It's probably two years too late, but at the same time, I'm probably on board. But not if it means getting rid of LeMahieu. But then again, it shouldn't mean getting rid of LeMahieu. So that's my roller coaster answer to that. Um, another person worth discussing who I think we can all agree will not end up in the Bronx, might end up playing for Alex Cora in Boston, is recently cut Twins outfielder Eddie Rosario. Um, objectively good offensive player, played for Cora on the Puerto Rican World Baseball Classic team in 2017. If he went to Fenway, he'd be a right fielder, which is a tough area to play. He is a bad fielder, uh, but he's instant offense in many ways and is a very exciting player who you could totally see winding up in that uniform. Is Eddie Rosario a fourth outfielder candidate at this point in time? Feel like he's better suited to that role, honestly, than the other rotating outfielders we've talked about so far. I think this is the best fit if we're you're getting a guy he was projected to make what nine million in arbitration you're getting a really valuable hitter here and he's also a lefty hitter so that's exactly what the Yankees need hits for average career 277 hitter he's had three career seasons consecutively you know we're not gonna I'm not counting really 2020 which was still okay 13 homers in 57 games 42 RBIs you know I'll take that um his OPS was down but from 27 27- in 2017, 836 OPS, 2018, 803 OPS, 2019, uh, 800 OPS, all playing in at least 137 games. Um, defense, not great, but also not really detrimental. Not uh, not as much as a Schwarber uh, would be in this scenario. No. <laughs> um, so I think that I think this is a great fit, especially because you're obviously going to get him for a little bit cheaper. Um, and he's not really a big name. Schwarber might command multiple years and and a, a little bit of a, a higher dollar because of his pedigree with the Cubs. Huge power hitter delivered for them in that postseason that got them that World Series. Um, Eddie Rosario is pretty much just a solid dude and a great fit for a fourth outfielder. And you don't have that you don't have that controversy in terms of if he's coming in and he is the fourth outfielder, and also if he has to come in and you know, take over if somebody gets injured, it's really not an issue at all. Yeah, I find it extremely weird that the Minnesota Twins decided to cut bait with uh, Rosario. He felt like the heart of that team to me as an outsider. And just thinking that you could quibble with somebody's arbitration like that 
bothers me. Now, they do have a ready-made replacement in Alex Kirilov, uh, which is kind of the exact reason they decided to cut that cost. Uh, that might be the future of the next couple of years of Major League Baseball, looking at your top prospects and saying they might be a year ahead of schedule, but you know what? They're basically free, and this guy is $9 million, so we let's start the rebuild a year early. Um, Kirilov played a playoff game for the Twins this year. Like Weird stuff happens. You could tell they were prioritizing his development, and you know what? Maybe Kirilov steps in and is pretty much just as good as Rosario. And then we all eat our words. But Rosario is a motor. Like he's the kind of like chemistry guy that if you have him on your team, I feel like it, that's just an enticing fit. And if you take the production completely off the board, um, he is definitely, though, a, a fourth outfielder candidate at this point. He strikes me as that more than Brantley. Like there's a good chance he just rotates into the rotation, ends up with 120 starts playing multiple positions. And by the end of the year, you forget that he was ever not a starter. Um, perfect fit. I would sign him. Um, and I, I would prefer Brantley in the lineup. I would prefer Rosario as a fit. Uh, we are going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to do a rapid fire list of more names because uh, embarrassingly, there are a ton of them. So stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Yanks Go Yard podcast. You probably know Progressive Insurance for insuring your home and auto. You may know Flo and Dr. Rick. But what you may not know is that Progressive helps employees support over 3,800 charitable organizations annually because we're committed to helping our employees and our employees are committed to helping others. Anyway, we just wanted to share. We were a little too proud of it to keep it to ourselves. And if you already knew all of this about us, you've either heard this radio spot before or just randomly know a lot about Progressive. Find out more about how we're dedicated to our customers and communities at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates based on data from May 2020 through April 2021. And our game of want them, don't want them. Now, Major League Baseball teams and the Central Divisions in particular cut loose a ton of players over the past couple weeks. So we are going to be going a little quicker here, uh, just rapid fire, deciding whether we want these people at first blush or we don't. Spoiler alert, you can't have all of them. So some of these people are going to go somewhere else. But for now, it's fun to, it's fun to uh, talk about it. So uh, why don't we just, let's put them all on our team. Um, uh, but let's go one by one. Uh, probably the hottest relief commodity that has come out of this so far. He was sliced a couple weeks ago before the option pick update. Uh, Brad Hand is still available. And do you want Brad Hand? Have your feelings changed now that you've seen some of these other names? Nope, I like Brad Hand. I pay him a little uh, two, three-year deal, and he could be a guy who can uh, potentially take over after Britain and, and or Chapman leave, and then he could be a hybrid dude and pitch either the sixth, the seventh, or the eighth, or the ninth. Love it. Pay a little bit for it. Opportunistic uh, chance here. I think they should go for it. I think Brad Hand is still the best player who's lost his job over the past couple of weeks. Um, I think this is a no-brainer. I, I, whoever does this is going to be hailed as a genius. The Dodgers, we thought we were going to do it. They got Corey Knable right before the non-tender deadline. He was about to be non-tendered by the Brewers, and they worked out a little cash trade. If the Dodgers get Hand, that's game over. Uh, somebody's going to be really happy by paying Brad Hand under $10 million because that's what his option was that nobody picked up. So, it feels like it's going to be the Mets or the Yankees. Uh, somebody smart is going to do this. So why not us? Uh, Carlos Rodon, former top three pick, cut loose by the White Sox after Tommy John surgery and a bit of a failed return after rehab. You want him? Uh, not really, because we don't. We we need more of a surefire answer in the rotation. I think it's a great guy to take a flyer on if you have rotation depth or if you're just looking for you know to fill one spot in the rotation and you have somebody to toss in there in the back end and wait on it to see what happens. 
Um, not really going to take a reclamation project here who's largely unproven, mostly a four ERA guy. Uh, I'd rather just do Kluber in that case. Yeah, I'd rather Kluber, but I do want Rodon. And I would say that uh, the, the fit here is that if it doesn't work out, you know, it, it, let's say his, his, he doesn't normalize as a starter. He's not missing as many bats as he did as a 22 and 23 year old, which, you know, about a strikeout per inning pretty consistently for three years uh, before his shoulder barked and then his elbow went. And then he had Tommy John and came back for seven and two thirds innings in 2020. It was terrible, but you, you largely maybe have to write that off, even though the White Sox didn't. Uh, I would say the thing with, with Rodon is if it fails, then you have a lefty in the middle of your bullpen, which the Yankees have never had uh, for several years. Um, and a lefty you can get a strikeout an inning and matchup against opposite side guys is pretty valuable to me. So if this is like a $2 million or $3 million deal, that's more valuable to me than the Jonathan Holder money. Uh, oh, Jonathan Holder, want him, don't want him? No, right? Don't really don't, want him. Don't want him. Bye. Sorry, Jonathan. Uh, Chase and Shreve, want him, don't want him. <laughs> I'll take him. Yeah, hundred million, million dollar raise. deal. Let's do it. Ar- arbitration rate. Actually, no. Let's let's trade. release Luke Voigt to waivers and then do a little a little uh, exchange there and get Tras- Chas and Shreve back. Bring the guy yeah. home. I love it. That's that's only fair. <laughs> Cashman going to Rob Manfred going. Look, we feel so bad. We ripped the Cardinals off. We'll we'll do Voigt <laughs> for Shreve again. That's yeah. Okay. Bye, Chasen. Uh, the Cubs cut. Outfielder Albert Almora. That's a that's a great defensive center fielder uh, whose bat never came around to the point that many people expected. But now he's just money. All he costs is a little bit of money. Do you want Albert Almora? I think another good fourth outfielder fit. If we're being honest, uh, I trust him. He's he has experience in almost uh, in in an everyday capacity, so I'm not really worried about it. I think his bat would tremendously benefit in this Yankees lineup. Love the defense. So. Uh, do I want, it's the same thing with all these other guys. You know, I would, I would like to have him as a fourth outfielder. If we don't get him though, I'm not going to cry about it. For me, he's a no. Um, and I understand that there's great defense to be had there, but I follow enough Cubs fans on Twitter to know that the Albert Almora experience is supremely frustrating. So I'm just looking to avoid these guys who, you know, you want the guys who have a well-documented history of limited success in places where you maybe didn't get your eyeballs on them. So you're not totally aware of how valuable they are. Almora feels like a guy whose defensive metrics uh, are all very positive and sort of overstate his case as a valuable player. The bat has just never arrived and I don't think it will at this point. So for me, uh, you could do better for a fourth outfielder and I'd rather see Mike Talkman get another year and attempt to overcome his Greg Bird disease of swinging through 90 mile an hour fastballs than I would, uh, you know, giving Albert Elmore any sort of at-bats whatsoever. Um, an old enemy, uh, an old power hitting enemy is now on the market as well. Travis Shaw, uh, who you may remember from the Red Sox. You may remember from the Red Sox, very stupid trade of him to the Brewers. And you may also remember from uh, the Toronto Blue Jays infield last year, versatile guy plays first plays third um i've always liked him i guess i'm tipping my hand a little bit here but do you want travis shaw or or do you not want him um i kind of want him if we need you know we need help at the hot corner so uh and we don't know what's going to happen with luke Voigt's foot stuff uh i know that he said he's going to be okay but he's now had some lingering injuries over the last couple of years so bringing travis shaw uh, you get a nice bat on the right side of the plate. He's solid. I think once again, another guy who would greatly benefit in a stacked lineup. We've seen what he can do. Um, and then you could put him at, he'd be a great filler coming off the bench, taking over at first and third, and he's not really a defensive liability. So I like it. This is a huge want for me. He's just 30. All he does is hit home runs on fastballs. You're totally right that he's a guy who'd benefit from being in a stacked lineup. And he has benefited from being in a stacked lineup before 
I'm scared of him as an opposing player. I don't know why. Just because I know what he can do. He can tomahawk a high fastball very effectively to the short porch. Um, always been a big fan, even during his time in Boston. High OBP guy. Uh, Mike Ford, honestly, took a larger step back this year than Talkman did. Uh, I absolutely hated watching him. Feel terrible saying that. I don't know what happened to the guy, but something happened to him. I believe he's got AAA options left, and I think Travis Shaw is a better fit in the Mike Ford role than Mike Ford. Of all these sort of low-dollar guys, I think he's my biggest want so far. Um, I'm willing to go out on that limb. The White Sox cut a former Yankee killer in outfielder Nomar Mazzara, who was a Texas Ranger a couple years ago. We thought was a very valuable steal when the Sox got him in trade. Turns out not even someone they wanted to keep all the way through the rebuild. Uh, Do you want Nomar Mazzara? Nope. I thought he was going to be a steal for the White Sox too, but guess what? This is a redundant guy that the Yankees would be adding a whole lot of home, uh, home run hitting, uh, not a lot of average, not great, not even great OBP. So um, plays right field and grades as a below average defender. Don't really see this as a fit. The only reason it would be is because he's a lefty hitter, but if you're not making contact and you're only hitting home runs, that's exactly what the Yankees already have. And I don't want that. Hard no for me. I don't really get this guy's whole deal. He somehow hit 20 home runs exactly in the he first hits three moon years shots of his career. Too. Yeah. He, I mean, he's fifth in rookie of the year his first season and yeah. then just tailed off. Uh, he, yeah, 20 home runs, 20, 20, 19. And then last year, one uh, when you got him out of Texas. Uh, so the Mazzara sample size out of Texas is brutal. The defense has never gotten any better. Um, I'm a pretty hard pass. I'm going to throw one at you that we had not discussed. Uh, oh, so shit. shuffle, uh, get your notes ready. Uh, Adam Duvall from the Braves. Uh, do you want him or do you not want him? Mm, no, I think it's another, it's another redundant, it's another redundant hitter. I, we need more of a contact guy. Duvall was, gr- was great for the Braves. I'm surprised they non-tendered him because he was, he was getting, it felt like he was getting clutch hits and he was get he was hitting homers for them. Um, if we're getting a fourth outfielder in that sense, I want a contact hitter or, and, or reliable defender. Both of those aspects and characteristics would be great not going to be greedy but i think duvall doesn't really check uh many of the boxes that we're looking for here yeah i don't want him i can also guarantee you he's going to go somewhere and be annoying Mm -hmm. uh he's a great hunter renfro type for the rays uh he killed the ball at fenway specifically this year almost like he was telling the red sox to you know check the notes and after the season ends come get me if i'm available I feel like he's going to one of those two places. You can get Adam Duvall out. He's not the greatest baseball player who's ever lived. Um, I have no interest in him being on the Yankees, but I, he's going to end up somewhere bothering us. I, I can pretty much guarantee you. Um, so let's do these two brewers in tandem now. Uh, ben Gamel, former Yankee, uh, now available. Um, and uh, Alex Claudio, uh, reliever, was a Ranger, then went to the Brewers, and, and he appears, he's like an everyday guy. He, he pitches all the goddamn time, can soak up a lot of innings in the bullpen. Uh, what about these two Brewers? I would take them both if we're being honest. Gamble, like you said, former Yankee. He had two very nice years in Seattle before uh, moving on to Milwaukee. And Milwaukee just didn't have – they don't have a top-to-bottom good lineup. They have a couple of guys who can hit in there. And Gamble is a guy who you put towards the bottom of the lineup who's a beneficiary of better hitters around him. Um for some reason, he you know managed to inflate those numbers with Seattle. He was a contact hitter, hit 275 there, and then you saw the decline in Milwaukee. But um, I like him from the left side of the plate. He's an aggressive hitter, and I don't mind that. His defending totally okay. So him as a fourth outfielder, I wouldn't really entirely mind. Uh, I think he's a better fit than the other guys that we have talked about. Um, 
perhaps there's some familiarity in New York, so he wouldn't feel like it's all that different. Um, and you get somebody who can actually, you know, steal some bags. You know, he's got he, he doesn't have a whole lot, but he he can be an aggressive base runner. So I'll also take that. Um, Alex Claudio, I would also take not really bad for ERA as a reliever. Um, led the league uh, in 2019 in games pitch for a reliever. So he was a workhorse for the Brewers. Um, I like that in the middle of the pen, whether it's, you know, he doesn't strike out a lot of guys, so that's the biggest problem. But if you need somebody to eat innings, who is not Jonathan Holder and Luis Sessa, who cannot protect seven run leads, um, I think Alex Claudio is your guy. Um, and if you wanted to get rid of Holder to replace him with somebody who is a little bit better, I think Claudio could potentially be that option. Gamble is more of a fourth outfitter than anyone we've mentioned so far. The, the highlight real catches may belie average defense, but he, he's good. He, he's a good fourth outfielder. I'm not really sure why the Yankees let him go as quickly as they did. He only played a couple weeks for us in 2016. He was our minor league player of the year at some point, and then we just kind of decided he was a non-essential part of the Seattle trade. I always felt like he had more of a future here than he showed. Uh, Flow bro, definitely got the speed. Uh, high OBP guy for what he is, a lot of bat on ball. I, I'm a big fan, um, and it's a natural fourth outfield fit. You wouldn't have to sell somebody on being a fourth outfitter on a contender. You could just say you are a fourth or fifth outfitter. That's what you do. Please welcome to the Bronx. Uh, Claudio, I'm a, I'm a soft maybe on. I just know how this fan base treats like mid-four ERA relievers who soak up innings and don't strike anybody out. Uh, they become the enemy very quickly. Luis Avalon, I guess it's a problem in how they're used. Luis Avalon is a totally viable reliever. Unfortunately, he was coming in to protect one-run leads for no reason. Uh, I feel like it's not long before Alex Claudio ends up doing the same thing, and fans are like, come on, what, what is going on here? Uh, so... If he's used right, yes, but he won't be, so no. Um, so now two more big names uh, to go. David Dahl, 2019 All-Star on the Colorado Rockies, and now he's just free and gone, entering arbitration. Not like a late arbitration guy. Not his third year, and not that expensive. Uh, I don't know why the Rockies cut him. Excellent, literally a year ago, top prospect who finally broke out, and then he was bad in 2020, but a lot of people were. Uh, do you want David Dahl? I thought I did, but I don't. Why? He needs more. He needs everyday, he needs everyday reps, and he's not going to get that in New York. He only has 264 career games under his belt. Uh, yes, All-Star in 2019, but he only played 100 games. Guy is severely hampered by injuries year in and year out. That is literally the entire Yankees roster. We don't really need to add another guy like that who will only be benefiting if he's on the field every day. And David Dalt most certainly will not be on the field every day. I think this is an intriguing pickup for a team looking for a potential up and coming outfielder that can, you know, take the field for them for a hundred over a hundred games. If Dahl can last that long, but I don't think it's a fit for the Yankees. Yeah. I'm a no too. This one's just strange. I just didn't see this one coming. Uh, and the Rockies are so far from contention that I understand why they wouldn't, they might be the furthest from contention of any team. The farm system's not very good. Um, and there are a lot of issues there and they're going to lose Trevor story next year and replace him with Brendan Rogers, but still a uh, weird team and a weird decision. So finally, uh, Archie Bradley, the gem of the 2020 trade deadline who the Yankees did not go for, let him go to Cincinnati. He watched from the bench as the Reds did not score in an entire playoff series. Uh, good acquisition wasted. He was great in Cincy this year. He was good in Arizona and has been pretty consistently since 2017. We need a bridge from Chad Green, Britain to Chapman. We need somebody else in there who could pitch when all those people are tired. We did not have it last year. 
Archie Bradley could be that guy. Is he that guy for you? No, he's not. I'm not really an Archie Bradley fan. This guy Whoa. was, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm sorry. Talked about this at the trade deadline too. Just not sexy enough for me. Uh, failed starter. Um, never really, I, you know, I don't know. I guess most relievers are failed starters, but I think he was like an exceptionally big failure as a starter. If I'm not mistaken, he was it's one of their, true. yeah, he was one of their really big top prospects and he uh, just really didn't pan out. Um, and his time in relief just hasn't exactly impressed me. He doesn't strike out enough batters for me to, you know, be amped about it. And he kind of took a step back in 2019 um, I know his 2017 was tremendous, um, but he regressed. He went from a 1.73 ERA in 2017 to a 3.64 ERA in 2018. So, you know, there's going to be hiccups. You're not going to be maintaining those kind of numbers. However, whip goes from 1.04 2017 to 2018. Roll with Coda and roll on over to our digital fare management system that lets you digitize dollars and save money every time you ride. Never pay more than $4.50 a day or $62 a month, no matter how many times you ride. Learn more at coda.com forward slash transit app. Which goes to a 1.14, and then you got 2019, which is a 1.44. Really, really do not like that, though. His strikeout numbers went up a little bit. If we're getting our hands on a reliever who's going to be a bridge, I don't want to see a whip that high. And could just be a weird thing, but I had uh, MLB TV for the last two years. I would catch myself watching some West Coast games. I swear to God, every time this guy came in, he did something. When I was watching, every time he came in, he did not hold the lead or he made it, you know, poop pants worthy with worthy with getting two, three runners on base. I don't like it. There's a reason he was non-tendered by the Reds for a reason who very well you know, he was great for them and they can very much compete in the NL central with this roster that they have. So something's afoot here. I don't like it. I don't really want him on the Yankees. Well, the anecdotal evidence is big. If you've seen him and you hate him, then you don't want him. I mean, that's why I don't want Alvaro Mora. <laughs> I always catch guys on like weird stuff. I'm like, this guy sucks. And then like, I look at his career stats. I'm like, actually, he's not bad. I just turn on the TV and he happens to suck. Yeah. We all have those guys. Yeah. It's not weird. I mean, I want Bradley just because uh, if it's not Bradley, it's gotta be someone, I guess that's my take because yeah. this team clearly missed Tommy Canely more than almost anybody else. They didn't have for the playoff run. If Adam Adovino is a lights out sixth inning guy, then this is the best bullpen in baseball. If Adam Adovino is unpitchable and there's no way to get from the fifth to the seventh, then it's a problem. Uh, so they need someone to approximate Canely. I think Bradley is a good pick simply because he is now free and wasn't a week ago. If it's somebody else, it, it can be somebody else. It could be hand. They need a sixth inning reliever because they keep telling us the lie that they have the best bullpen in baseball. And without Kane Lane and effective out of, you know, it's simply not true. So let's see what the Yankees have up their sleeve. That is it for this game of want them. Don't want them crazy that all those people were available. We hope we gave you a thorough analysis in just a half hour of all the names that hit the market this week. The Yankees are going to sign some of these people. I will tell you that one or two of the people we talked about today will be Yankees by the end of the offseason, if not uh, sad times, because they really, really should pounce on some of these available talents that fill holes. That is it for this episode of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and drop us those five-star reviews wherever you do get your podcasts. We will be back at you Monday with a great guest midweek, uh, big week coming up. Hopefully the Yankees will have signed somebody by the time we get back to the microphones. Until next time, I'm Adam Weinerin, but you can find me on Twitter at Adam Weinerin. And I'm Thomas Carinante. You can find me at Tommy's underscore takes. Please head on over to yanksgoyard.com. Uh, we are seeing the numbers go up. We're loving it. We hope the content is satisfying you guys. we got the winter meetings next week. 
it's going to be wild. Hopefully, I mean, how how interesting are these virtual uh, Zoom chats going to be? I guess we know AJ Preller is going to have like seventy five rooms open, talking to as many GMs and assistant GMs as possible. Uh, but we're going to have a lot of content over the next week and a half. And like Adam said, cool guests next week. It's going to be fun. But for now, enjoy your Pizza Friday, everybody. Yeah, AJ Preller is definitely going to do like the rolling roller coaster Zoom background or whatever. <laughs> we're just going to be like, this is oh goddamn annoying, bro. Like, why aren't you fired? Um, until next time, we will see you, everybody. Progressive's Home Court Explorer lets you easily compare our direct rates with multiple companies. Now that we've covered something you could do, it's time for sports stuff you definitely could not do. If you were head coach, you would not have gone for it on fourth down. Your confidence in your play calling ability might be a little overblown, considering you're barely confident in which restaurant to order takeout from, let alone choosing a play in front of 70,000 screaming fans. But you definitely can use Progressive's Home Court Explorer to easily compare rates. Coverage for Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.